You're in the trenches with Dave Lapham, presented by First Star Logistics. The Cincinnati Bengals are winners for the first time in the 2023 season with a 19-16 win over the Los Angeles Rams. Be sure to follow First Star Logistics on their Twitter slash X page for details on how you can win some great prizes each week the Bengals play this season. Tonight, two winners were announced during halftime for two Bengals-themed PS5s as we had special guests Gary Owen, TJ Hushmanzada, and Dre Kirkpatrick announce the winners on Twitter slash X. Joining us is the man himself, Dave Lapham. Lap, what a night. While not the prettiest performance we've seen from Joe Burrow, the job got done, and he got Jamar Chase involved in the offense the entire night. Did he ever, Dave? There's no question about it. I mean, Jamar Chase with a career best 12 catches for 141 yards, one away from the franchise record of 13 set by Carl Pickens. So a big night for Jamar Chase, a gutty night and uh, gutsy for Joe Burrow. I mean, inspirational as a former lineman to see this guy go out there and, and do what he did under adverse conditions. He's far from 100% physically. He's never said he is. And I mean, he's still basically rehabbing a calf injury. He knew this game was important. Um, the, Jamar Chase basically was telling him not to play. I'm sure there are a lot of people telling him not to play, but he knew this football team needed this win. Uh, he loves his teammates. Teammates love him. He wanted to be part of it. I mean, his leadership is is basically unquestioned now. Um, he, he basically laid it on the line for his football team, and they uh, they were very gritty. And defensively, it was a dominant performance. I mean, you you, you look at you, – you hold a, a Los Angeles Rams offense that had scored over 30 points in their opener and 23 points in week two, 0 for 10 on their first 10 third downs. They converted one third down. They went one for 11, and it was the uh, red zone touchdown that they scored. So on one play, they converted their only third down and their only red zone touchdown. They kicked field goals in their three prior from inside the five-yard line. I'm talking low red zone. Uh, one for four in the red zone, one for 11 on third down. That's uh, the, the basic crux of, of what Lou Anarumo is all about, bend but don't break and uh, get get off the football field. I mean, there were three and outs uh, by Matthew Stafford. Lou Anarumo put together a masterful game plan once again, Dave. I mean, the doctor of defense had seven men at the line of scrimmage and four in coverage. And Matthew Stafford was seeing ghosts. Who's coming? Who's not? Um, Trey Hendrickson dominated Thomas. They lost their starting tackle. This poor backup was having nightmares. I mean, he's going to have nightmares. He's going to, when he closes his eyes, he's going to see 91 ripping around the corner on him. Uh, Trey Hendrickson had four sacks. Only two of them counted. Two were nullified by penalty. The defense was dominant. And if I were to pick, I guess, one thing, it's like the only self-destruction was by penalty. There were some false starts and and uh, other penalties that took away opportunities that could have made the game easier for the Cincinnati Bengals to handle. You know, one thing I, I've noticed in the first three weeks of the season, Dave, the last few years, if there was a, a, a team punting to the Bengals, you just kind of figured that, hey, it's going to be a fair catch, and wherever that, that ball lands, it's, that's where the Bengals are going to start their offense. Charlie Jones has changed that. He has. I mean – that 19-yard return, you're taking two first downs away that the offense doesn't have to worry about. 
you know, and uh, the Rams were playing pretty good defense. I mean, the Bengals were having to work for everything. Aaron Donald is a freak. Aaron Donald just controls football games. I mean, uh, he is on the inside as dominant as Trey Hendrickson was on the edge, on the outside, even more so. I mean, he plays the run. At six feet, 280 pounds, Dave, this is a guy that it's hard to knock him off the ball. He's got a low center of gravity. You have to come off the line of scrimmage on your kneecaps to get under his pad level. And he's unbelievably explosive and strong. And the Bengals, you know, had their hands full with Aaron Donald, as, as everybody does. And he got himself a quarterback sack. And Joe Burrow took a hit. I was holding my breath on that big hit that he took. And I talked to him after the football game. And he said, you know, that's football. You're going to take those kind of hits. But, I mean, <laughs> Aaron Donald was uh, – he, he was dealing tonight. There's no question. But, boy, the Bengals finally played with a lead. They took their first lead of the season uh, in this football game. They went 9,566 seconds without a lead. <laughs> 159 minutes and 26 seconds before they had their first lead of the season. Um, and, uh, and, and everybody I talked to, Zach Taylor after the game, um, defensive players and offensive players as well, how – much easier is it playing with a lead? Zach is a play caller. Uh, players as as players and coaches as coaches. I mean, it's 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 night and day when you're playing with a lead as as to opposed to when you're trying to play from behind and and uh, and, and capture a lead. Joe Mixon may not have had a big night. I mean, he, he you know when we look at the stat sheet, 19 carries, 65 yards. He had the touchdown, a 3.4 average is what I have down. Um, but he had some tough yards. And that touchdown run was much needed. No question. And that touchdown run, you know, they, they I thought one of their better plays of the night was a power play when they were pulling Kappa and kind of outnumbering the Rams at the point of attack in their running game. And that was the touchdown that Joe Mixon had was with Kappa pulling from the right guard position to the left side of the line of scrimmage. And, and then Joe Mixon bent it back. And fortunately, uh, the, the, the Rams ran a blitz and they had a safety blitzing. So when Joe cut it back, he saw the Red Sea part. There was no safety there. Safety had blitzed, so his cutback lane became a gargantuan hole that uh, he took to the end zone. And, uh, yeah, Joe Mixon, I, I got him for 19 rushes for 65 yards, and and I agree with you. He he finished every run. I mean, he was running behind his pads. Uh, he was he you know ran with a with a low a low pad level. Uh, he was he he was all business. There's no question about it. He he was a uh, a big, big compliment to what the Bengals were trying to get done with Joe Burrow uh, throwing the football. And we, we talk about the game Burrow and Chase had. I mean, I, I just pulled up my notes. Halftime, Joe Burrow was 17 of 31 of 144. Chase had six catches for 56 yards. Big difference when we look at that final stat from 56 yards to 141 yards. And at that time, Joe Mixon, seven carries at 23 yards. And we already had Dax Hill. I mean, there is so many. I mean, you brought it up. Lou Anarumo, we love having Lou Anarumo on In the Trenches. He's one of our favorite guests we, we always have. He was able to allow this defense to pin their ear back and go after Matthew Stafford, uh, especially late in the football game when it mattered the most. And I mean, you just can't say enough about, you know, we, we always, you know, we always joke with him about being the mad scientist and in that laboratory and he had a game plan and he, he, he put it to use. And, you know, I've got, I don't think I got about 15 pages of notes, Dave, but 
But the prettiest thing I saw on the night was the the 13th drive by the Bengals in a victory formation. Yeah, I hear that. That that uh, that was a thing of beauty. Uh, the most puzzling thing of the night was T. Higgins. T. Higgins had a, a struggled in the first game, eight targets, no catches. Had a breakout game in, in week two with catches, and two of them were touchdown receptions. And then tonight, two catches for 21 yards, and he had you know his hands on quite a few other footballs, and had multiple drops. So, I mean, it's been a roller coaster ride for T. Higgins here in the first three football games. If T. Higgins had caught more balls that uh, that he could have caught and usually does catch, it would have been a much different football game. There's there's no question about that. So, I mean, there, there's always things you can work on. There's always things that need to be corrected. Uh, defensively as well. Um, you, you never play the perfect game, but in the National Football League, victories are tough to come by. There are no two ways about it. And, uh, you know, th- this this win, the Bengals right now as, as a team, uh, they're very satisfied. Uh, they're they're kicking back and enjoying the, the sweet nectar of a uh, of a victory. You know, in the in the Super Bowl era, Dave, 251 teams started 0-3, just six made the playoffs. And uh, the current playoff format that they changed a little bit in 2020, when you start one and two, you have a 30% chance to make the playoffs, almost one out of every three teams. So tonight's game statistically has a, has a big significance to it. There's no doubt the Bengals put themselves in a much different uh, scenario right now. There's only one unbeaten team in the AFC. The Miami Dolphins are 3-0. and That's it. So everybody's bunched up like everybody thought. And it's going to be a dogfight to the end. And the Bengals uh, put themselves in a much better position in the early stages of the season to compete. Dave, I want to get back on the defense. Sometimes there's players who just have, we, we, we call it nose for the ball. For some yep. reason, they just have a, a, they just find a way to be around that football. That's Logan Wilson. Logan yeah. Wilson, for whatever reason, since he's been with the Bengals, just has the ability to be in the right place where he needs to be and he gets interceptions. Yeah, and, and Mike Hilton had a had a big tip that uh, led to Logan Wilson's second interception. But Logan Wilson, he's another friend of uh, in the trenches. We've had him on multiple times, and he's a friend of First Star Logistics. This guy um, at Wyoming started out as a defensive back, so he's got ball skills and he's got coverage skills. And when uh, Logan Wilson drops back at the linebacker position, either in zone or man coverage, he's looking to make plays. He's looking to attack the football and to have a two interception night. And neither one of them were easy. They were diving interceptions. It wasn't just, you know, here it is right in the bread basket. And one, one's off a tip and he has to dive to make an interception off a tip ball. That's not an easy thing to do to track that ball and get that done. So both were humongous plays. There's no, no doubt about that. Um, and the and the Bengals won the turnover battle as a result of that. So um, in, interestingly enough, the the Rams got their first takeaway tonight. The interception that Joe Burrow threw was their first takeaway of the season. But neither team, the Rams or the Bengals, neither team has put the ball on the ground. Never mind lost a fumble. Neither team has even put the ball on the ground for the first three games of the season. So ball security is a big, big deal around the National Football League. Coaches harp on it, preach about it. You don't want to give up possessions. You don't want to give the opponent extra possessions. And, you know, defensively, you're just craving 
extra possessions for your offense, particularly if it's struggling. So um, that was all a big factor tonight. You're in the trenches with Dave Lappin, presented by First Star Logistics. A reminder, be sure to follow First Star Logistics on their Twitter slash X page for details on how you can win some great prizes each week the Bengals play this season. We've given away three signed Jamar Chase helmets. Uh, I think it was three custom Nike Bengals jerseys and tonight two Bengal-themed PS5s. And I know there's some great, great prizes to come uh, the rest of the season, so be sure to take part in that. Dave... The development of young players, and we we start we we talk about a guy like a Trey Hendrickson who came over this team a couple years ago, uh, a guy Logan Wilson, the Bengals drafted. Uh, talk a little bit more about Dax Hill because I think Dax Hill is really showing why the Bengals were so high on him in the draft just a season ago. Yeah, I mean uh, Lou Anarumo unleashed him as a blitzer tonight, and he was a blur. I mean, they had no answer for Dax Hill. And a co- couple of times, of course, he was a free runner. But I think Stafford was shocked <laughs> how fast Dax Hill closed ground on him. I mean, he he was stunned at the speed and quickness of Dax Hill. And, and honestly, there's a lot of similarities between the Rams and the Bengals because, you know, the Rams, uh, they, they basically moved on from a lot of their, you know, really well-known football players defensively, Bobby Wagner, Leonard Floyd, Jalen, Ramsey and everybody's like, oh, that's a rebuild. No, it's just a, it's, it's basically a remodel. It's not a rebuild. That defense is playing really well for the Rams. It's young and it's fast. The Cincinnati Bengals defense, what are they? Young and fast, particularly in the back end. I mean, Dax Hill runs sub four, three, you know, <laughs> they've got sub four, three everywhere with the young players on the back end. Uh, Dax Hill, uh, DJ Turner, Nick Scott, they're, they're all 4-3, mid-4-3 or, or below. So they have youth, they have speed, and, you know, it, it's if you're – if Lou Anarumo, I know he's doing this. He, he doesn't – I don't think his game plans are as complicated and sophisticated as they were last year when you had the two veteran safeties that could kind of, uh, you know, keep everybody on the right page and that sort of thing. You have young guy, younger players growing together. So I think it's going to get more and more intricate as the season evolves. But what he's got him doing, it's like, if you see something, trust your eyes and go and play fast. And he's got these guys playing fast. Um, so in, the National Football League as a whole, I mean, there's so many players in the league that could line up for an Olympic 4 by 100 relay team. It's crazy how, how much speed there is in the National Football League these days. And the Cincinnati Bengals – have more than their fair share of it offensively and defensively. David, I'm going through my notes here. And when I started getting to feel, okay, I think it's going to be the Bengals' night. It was in the third quarter, the Rams' seventh drive of the game. And they they came out, and they had like a 23-yard pass Stafford had. But then they had the false start. And then they had to screen. uh, And then we had – Hendrickson with the sack, but we had the face mask on Sam Hubbard, which was bogus. Yeah, I I, I totally. I mean, yeah, they, they they grabbed grabbed his in front of his shoulder pad, and they tried to call another one that they got together and 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 made the right call on. And said all he did was was grab the uh, inside of the shoulder pad in the jersey. Uh, Sam Campa- couldn't believe that they yeah. called that face mask. Yeah, but then you had the the, uh, the, the there was another pass that was incompleted. 
by Stafford, but it was almost intercepted by Pratt yep. on the same drive. And then, again, Trey Hendrickson, big sack. Um, the Rams have to settle for a field goal, making it 9-6. The Bengals come out on that next drive, and that's when they end up going down the field. They started on their 25, I believe it was, and they go down, and that ends with them taking the first lead at 13-9 off of the a 75-yard, 10-play drive, took, I think, five minutes off the clock in the Joe Mixon touchdown run. That That's when I started feeling, okay, there's things, pieces are starting to come together on both sides. Bengals were finally able to capitalize on something the defense did for them. And it just, it just kind of, I think from that point on, while it was still close and – you know, we we know staff Matthew Stafford's a great quarterback. He's already won the Super Bowl once. He's got the, the stat numbers for his career. But you you just got the feeling that it was going to be the Bengals' night. It was it was going to be tight, but it was going to be their night. Yeah, I mean, playing with the lead for the first time all season. I mean, that was that was revolutionary for this year, and the drive wasn't easy. Like you said, thirty five yards on ten plays. So had to grind it. I mean, it, it wasn't an easy thing, but they got it done. And Joe Mixon took it into the end zone uh, and, you know, nice, nice run for a touchdown. And they, they take their first lead of the season. And, and I, I agree with you. I mean, Stafford, you, you certainly can't feel that, okay, well, we're in great shape now, but they continue, continued to pressure him. They continued to confuse him. They got sacks. They got quarterback hits. They got interceptions. They got deflections. They got their hands on a lot of footballs. Sometimes the deflections turn into interceptions on a couple of occasions, uh, but they get their hands on on other footballs as well. They just they just suffocated uh, a pretty good offensive football team in the Rams defensively. I mean, defense basic defense won this football game. It was a you know 1916 football game in the in the uh, National Football League. If you hold a team to 17 points or less, that's a hell of a day. And uh, the Bengals held them to 16. They only scored 19. So it wasn't a prolific day offensively. It was a defensive battle. And the Cincinnati Bengals made more plays defensively uh, that ultimately led to them winning this football game in a low-scoring affair. There's no question. You're in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics. Dave, you played 10 years in the NFL. You, 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 you've talked about it. We've talked about it down in the studio at First Star Logistics. Soft tissue injuries are totally different than some other injuries. Your takeaway after tonight's game as far as Joe Burrow, the Bengals basically will be heading on the road this coming weekend, heading to Tennessee to take on Mike Rabel's Titans, who are also 1-2 and two with a 1 o'clock kickoff scheduled for Sunday. Talk about what this week, because we, we spent all week, everyone speculating, is Joe Burrow going to play? Is he going to sit? What's the case? Oh, they, they, they brought back a quarterback for the practice with, oh, they signed A.J. McCarron. Where do you see, having played this game, and the type of injuries, what this week's going to be like? Are we going to be watching Joe Burrow every day again this week? Oh, yeah. It's going to be the Joe Burrow watch. There's no question about it. The big advantage that Joe had last week was it was a Monday night football game. Monday night. So it gave him a full day and a half, basically, from a recovery standpoint. This week, it's a short week. You know, you you got you got and it's a road game. You have a short week of practice, and then you're traveling to Tennessee. Fortunately, you're not traveling three time zones. You know, you're staying. Uh, it's reasonable. The travel's not ridiculous, and all that sort of thing. But you still, you're on the road. You're not sleeping in your own bed. All those kind of things. 
um, and it's a, and it's a short recovery. And that's why I asked Joe, I said, how are you feeling? You know, when I talked to him in the locker room after the game and he said, you know, no worse for the wear. So last week he tweaked it and he had a long week to try to recover this week. He did not tweak it. He wasn't limping around. He wasn't uh, not able to run off the football field and he has a short week. So I fully expect that he'll be out there and doing his thing against the Tennessee Titans unless something happens in practice or something happens in warmups. I mean, it came down to, for this football game, Joe Burrow, unfortunately, it was at home. So the logistics of getting this done were much, much easier. He came down to the stadium and had a, a full workout on uh, in the morning, late morning, early afternoon today, testing the, the calf, seeing you know where he was and what he was able to do and was there going to be anything he couldn't do. And of course it was being watched very carefully by medical people, by organizational people, coaches, teammates. Um, and at that point he decided he could go. So, I mean, they literally, it, it was a game day decision and they took it right up to the time frame that they, they could before they had to submit the actors. If Joe Burrow were deactivated, um, you know, obviously he wasn't going to play. If he was up, he was going to start. So as soon as he wasn't deactivated, you know, I knew that he was going to, you know, play in the foot and start the football game. But you don't know if he'll be able to finish the football game because, you know, you, the thing the thing that he's going through right now. I remember I had this with a shoulder injury. Okay, you're getting through the first quarter, the second quarter. Oh man, son of a gun in the third quarter, that hit. Ugh, that was a little bit of a problem. I tweaked that bad boy, and I didn't want to feel that pain that I'm feeling now. He doesn't want to feel that pain in his calf when that sucker tweaks. I mean, it, it, it shoots up and down your up and down your leg. And uh, that's why I'm saying the dude is physically and mentally tough to be able to go out there. I mean, he may throw 10 passes and not have a problem on pass number 11. Oh, man, son of a gun. I tweaked the hell out of it. And, you know, he's able to compartmentalize and, and work his way through that whole thing and go out and perform and function. And we're talking National Football League. We're talking the highest level of athletic competition there is in the game of football. You know, we're not talking about touch football in your backyard, you know, and, and you're out there trying to play with a with a bad calf. I mean, it, it, it really is pretty remarkable what this guy's done. All right, Dave, I know it's been a long day, but I have to ask. First, the, the, the first thing I want to talk about is the atmosphere at Paycor Stadium on a night game with the whiteout and all that. And then the other thing I want to add in there is, what was it like to sit there and watch one of our favorites that come on in the trenches, Boomer Esiason and Chad Johnson, both be inducted into the Bengals Ring of Honor? Yeah, it's great. I mean, the uh, the pregame stuff was great. Um, the, the light show with the whiteout was great. Everybody having their mini flashlights. I mean, the whole the whole thing, the the, the music, the, the the it was it was an event. There's no question about it. You, you get bang for the buck for your entertainment dollar uh, on top of seeing a good football game. You saw a hell of a production in a lot of, a lot of ways, a lot of levels and uh, two worthy candidates went into the ring of honor. Boomer Esiason is as great a leader as this organization's ever seen. Um, the no huddle offense that he and Sam Weish, uh, Sam created and Boomer executed was just extraordinary. It changed the game of football. I mean, that 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 offense, that schematic, that no huddle, you know, I mean, it drove everybody crazy. Chuck Knox's 
faking injuries to slow it down and the league doesn't know what to do. And they almost banned the no huddle, but they knew they couldn't do that. I mean, it, it, it was, it was revolution. It was extraordinary. And Boomer, Boomer Siason was right at the, uh, right in the middle of it as the, as the quarterback executing it to perfection was MVP, you know, that season, they go to the Super Bowl 23. Um, and then Chad is, you know, extraordinary. Uh, he, he's a social media magnate. There's no question about that. This guy gets more clicks than, than clicks are, are allowed. It's, uh, he, he's, he's incredible what he's done post football, but, you know, tremendous number of receiving yards, great player, uh, made big plays for the Bengals. Maybe the best route runner I've ever seen. I have never seen a guy go full speed to a complete stop as quickly as Chad could and then start up again and accelerate or sink his hips and make a cut. He was an unbelievable route runner. And he had, you know, hands that complemented that. So he was a big play threat and made his share of huge plays and um, obviously enjoyed uh, the game and had a lot of fun. Uh, some people <laughs> had a lot of angst over it, but uh, Chad knew what he was doing and knew, knew why he was doing it. And here he is in the ring of honor and, and enjoying a, a pretty darn good life after football because of what he did as not only a football player, but an inter- entertainer. He, he, he was before his time. He'd be right involved in what happens in this world of the NFL today with everything with social media and so forth. But uh, it was a joy to see. Wish we'd see more on the, on the TV screen. But it was a star-studded night, not just in the first star logistics suite with guys like Drake Kirkpatrick and TJ Hushmanjada and Gary Owen, but also on the field I saw Whitworth and uh, Marvin Lewis and uh, T.O. even – came with Chad. So it was a big night for everyone involved. And you have been in the trenches with Dave Lapham presented by First Star Logistics. Again, final reminder, be sure to follow First Star Logistics on their Twitter slash X page for details on how you can win some great prizes each week the Bengals play this season. Dave, and as Dave, always, go I, ahead, Dave, final thoughts. I just, I, I just like to say one last thing when we're talking about the Ring of Honor. The night before the game, I was lucky enough to be invited down to Morton's and the Bengals rented out Morton's, the entire restaurant. And they had about 125 players, wives uh, as a reunion for the Ring of Honor honorees. And there were there were guys from all eras of football with the Cincinnati Bengals, Super Bowl 16 teammates, Super Bowl 23 teammates, uh, guys that played in in the in the 90s. Uh, that uh, were on teams that weren't as successful as other teams. Marvin Lewis was was there, and uh, you know a lot of his players from the five straight playoff teams that uh, that he coached. And unfortunately, they didn't win a playoff game. But I'll tell you, it was like <laughs> it was like a huge family reunion. And I just want to tip my cap to the Bengals and say what they're doing with this Ring of Honor and this dinner like they're doing every year for the ring of honor before the actual event. It's extraordinary. I mean, the players are unbelievably appreciative and uh, I'll tell you, they're, they're on a nice run right now and hopefully can string some wins together. They've been known to do that here uh, in the recent past, Dave, they, they won 10 in a row last year, including a couple of playoff victories. So maybe they can go on a nice little run right now. Uh, Dave, you said it great. I mean, I, we, as a fan, lifelong fan of the Cincinnati Bengals, you grow up 
and you always heard of things about what happens with the Bengals, the Brown family and all that. I have found we, we had a chance. You, you, you gave me the chance to go spend some time with Mike Brown a couple years ago. We had a, a great sit down and I came away with a totally different impression of what is put out there by a lot of the media over the years. Very humble yeah. man. Yep. Uh, I cannot say enough great things about him from my time with him. It was just a little over an hour. And you've, I know you get the, the chance to have a lot more time with him over the years. Um, and as a fan, I, you can see it in the excitement that fans have with this team now. I never saw this when I was growing up, and I'm almost 60 years old now. Um, so the, kudos. Uh, the, this is what it's all about. This is supposed to be an event when – National television comes to the city of Cincinnati on a Monday night or a Thursday night or a Sunday night. And it has been fun to watch the last few years with Joe Burrow and the adding of Jamar Chase and the Joe Mixons and the T Higgins and the Tyler boys and all the guys on the defense. And, and we can't one, we can't thank first star logistics enough for what position they put us in. They get to do in the trenches every week. We're the, the, Dave, I, I forget the number of episodes. We can't think, the fans, the listeners who come to In the Trenches enough because they've made us one of the fastest growing videocast podcasts on YouTube over the last few years. Well, Dave, it's all it's all unbelievable. And uh, like you said, First Star Logistics gives us the opportunity and the platform uh, to do what we're doing. And, and uh, hopefully uh, everybody that has experienced it it has has enjoyed what they what they've listened to and watched and um, if you have any suggestions or comments we're more than receptive to that um, I'm looking forward to scheduling some uh, some good guests I'm uh, for this week Dave I'm, I've reached out to uh, Collinsworth to Boomer Siason the coordinators I'm just waiting to see whose schedule um, permits us to to catch up with them we have a we have a short week to work with but We'll come up with something that everybody will like uh, this week for in the trenches after this uh, after this win, first win of the season for the Cincinnati Bengals in the 2023 season. Uh, they're 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 on track now and off to the races, hopefully. And be sure to go to In the Trenches with Dave Lapham on YouTube. Also, the First Star Media Group in the trenches is part of the First Star Media Group, which also has shows like Joe Goodberry, Bengals on the Brain, who was in town for this game. Uh, he's going to have comments on the First Star Media Group channel uh, coming up as well. And also, uh, earlier in the day, before the game, Malik Wright and his crew of the sit-down had their uh, State of the Jungle with Joe Goodberry as a special guest. So multiple shows, not just in the trenches. We like to promote all the guys that are part of the team. And uh, we can't, again, we can't thank everybody enough. So be sure to check out both In the Trenches with Dave Lapham and the First Star Media Group on YouTube. And Dave, I can't thank you enough for your time. I kept you longer. That's the beauty of a home game. I get to keep you a little longer. There's no bus for you to catch, but I know right. you, I know you want to get home because you've had a long day. Long day. Got to wake up early. Get back down here tomorrow. Get some uh, get some things done for a three hour radio show that normally runs on Monday. It'll be running running tomorrow. I do have one last thing. Joe Burrow, his legend grows. He sucked it up and went out there and performed hurt and, and and led his team to victory on Monday night football with a national international audience. The legend of Joe Burrow grows even larger. He's fun to watch Dave. I've been spoiled, man. I've been watching this young man since high school. 
I'm spoiled. Uh, it, it, and like you said, it grows. I, I, my grandkids are going to be talking about Joe Burrow. So no doubt. the, uh, but uh, Dave, we're gonna let you go. Let you get home, get some rest, get back to it. We'll be back on the grind again, everybody. First Star Logistics, we thank you. And uh, until next time, who day? Who day, Dave? Dave Lapham here. And every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team. Opportunity knocking.